back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 5-Minute Major. I am your one and only host for this week, Matt Master Giovanni. My usual partner in crime, Dave, is, as they say, down with the sickness from Disturbed. Great song, but Dave, I hope you feel better. Um, We hope you feel better. I'll say that on behalf of the listeners. But anyway, I'm Matt, and I'm your host for this evening, uh, and we're going to talk some Flyers hockey and a few other things. But we'll keep it short and sweet so that everyone can get on with their busy holiday season. We have, obviously, Thanksgiving past us now, and we're on the road to Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, even New Year's. We're winding down 2022, which is crazy, but, you know, the Flyers are just rolling on here, and they've had a decent stretch ever since we were with you guys. So the last time we talked, the Flyers had broken their 10-game losing streak uh, by beating the New York Islanders back on November 29th, a 3-1 win at the Wells Fargo Center. Ever since then, they've gone 1-2. and two. Actually, 2-1. Two and one. Sorry about that. But on Thursday, December 1st, they started the month off rough with two losses actually back-to-back. One against the Tampa Bay Lightning as they were just completely... I don't really want to say outgunned, but they were at the same time. They lose to the Lightning 4-1 with Steven Stamkos most notably getting his 1,000th point in the NHL. He's also the first Tampa Bay Lightning player to do so. Uh, Travis Konechny getting the Flyers on the board with 11:23 left in the third period. So just a kind of a dud game there, but... I mean, the Flyers are again. They're 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 showing that again. They 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 have the legs to to skate with these teams, but they they don't have the firepower, and it it'll show as the season goes on. So they drop that one four to one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then the next game, not the next night, but they have a Saturday night matchup against the New Jersey Devils, the Battle of the Turnpike. The Flyers also drop that game against New Jersey, three to two. The Devils just mustering 18 shots against the Flyers. The Flyers with 33 shots against the Devils, but only two goals. The Devils beat the Flyers, and they won their team record 11th straight game on the road. So the Devils, I mean, a a good team this year, which is a little bit surprising. Currently, they are leading the Metro Division with 41 points, a record of 24 20 wins, 4 losses, and 1 OT loss in 25 games. I mean, they went on, I believe, a 13-game winning streak at one point early in the season. They went from fire Lindy Ruff chance to sorry Lindy Ruff chance in a matter of a couple weeks. And, I mean, they've been one of the hottest teams so far in the NHL. So, a little bit of a tough ticket there for the Flyers. But, surprisingly so, the Flyers last night face the defending champions the Colorado Avalanche Dave I know you're probably listening to this uh while you edit it he was at the game along with I believe Josh Barber Jason Cole Coley and a few other people I believe they had a box 
correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, in the comments below. But I don't think anyone saw this coming, where the, the Flyers beat the Avalanche 5-3. to They fall behind early with a goal from Alex Newhook. But then Travis Sanheim, Tanner Lezinski, Tony D'Angelo, and Owen Tippett score four unanswered goals for the Flyers. But the Avalanche make it interesting late in the game with two goals in just 30, 36 seconds, I believe. Uh, with just a couple minutes left in the third period. But luckily the Flyers hang on and they win 5-3, to three, courtesy of Travis Konechny's empty net goal. But, I mean, it was a, a very good game for the Flyers. They Again, they, they were on their toes at one point and they almost blew it, but they, they kept, their, kept their cool, as they say, and they get the win against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Some bad news for the Avalanche as Nate McKinnon left the game in, I believe, the third... Not the third period, sorry. The first period, after being brought into the boards, the bench boards near the, I think it was the Flyers bench, one of the benches, uh, I'm not sure if I was paying attention when the play happened, but basically left with a rib injury, I believe, so he was ruled out for the remainder of the game, and I think is listed as day-to-day, but let me just double-check for all the listeners out there. Um... So, according to NHL.com, McKinnon, a forward, obviously, went to the locker room with 8.13 remaining in the first period. He appeared to be in pain after taking a shot that was blocked by Flyers forward Scott Lawton moments before leaving the ice. The Avalanche announced during the second intermission that McKinnon would not return, although Bednar said he would travel back to Colorado with the team. He only played five shifts before leaving the game and had an assist on the opening power play goal again from Alex Newhook. But, I mean... Depleted, I think, is the right word for the Colorado Avalanche. They're missing forwards Valerie Nakushkin, Evan Rodriguez, and Shane Bowers, defenseman Josh Josh Manson, Bowen Byram, and Curtis McDermott. Also, Gabriel Landeskog and Darren Helm both have yet to play this season after each having had off-season surgery. So the Avalanche with a little bit of an avalanche of injuries and you can't really call them the same team as they were when they won the Stanley Cup. Obviously, they have some key players that they're missing, and they've been banged up here. So we'll see kind of if they can get things going again. But they're not in terrible shape. They are currently in fourth place in the Central Division behind the Dallas Stars, the Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wild, and again, fourth place, the Colorado Avalanche. But hot on their heels are the Nashville Predators with 26 points in the standings, Colorado with 27 points. So... I mean, it's tight for a lot of the divisions right now, which is good. I mean, we're getting kind of close to midway through the season, but also not really. Again, like Dave and I have said before, a good marker for teams is the Thanksgiving break, so to speak, and then also around Christmas and New Year's, the holidays is a good test for these teams. But, I mean, again, going back to the Flyers, I don't think they're really going to go anywhere, but we've seen good things, and we did have some interesting quotes from Tortorella and Chuck Fletcher the other day. Tortorella kind of just, there seems to be a disconnect between John Tortorella and Chuck Fletcher, where Fletcher seems to think that they can still be a competitive team, even make the playoffs. They, he thinks there's really no problems. He's like, oh, we, we've got a few guys that are injured. Once they come back, we'll be a better team. We'll be competitive. You, I, I have to agree, and again, I'm, I'm kind of continually baffled by what Chuck Fletcher says about this team, where 
he seems to think we're going to go on some sort of magical Stanley Cup run with a glorified AHL roster at some points. And on the other hand, you have Tortorella basically saying, I'm trying to put lipstick on a pig here, where the Flyers roster, again, depleted because of injuries, depleted because they just don't have talent in general. And Tortorella's doing the best that he can, where he's a great coach. We've seen that before with other teams. He's a guy who tries to get teams back on track after they've been in the hole for so long. But with Fletcher still as the GM, with Dave Scott still as the owner of this team, with Comcast Spectacor still as the owner of this team, again, as Dave and I have said at nauseum, it is a top-down issue with this organization where until the management changes, that's the word I'm looking for, until the management changes, nothing really is going to happen. And you feel bad for Tortorello because he seems already kind of fed up with the fact that He's been given this crappy team, and I'm not saying this because I don't like these guys as people, but again, the Flyers in general are just not a contender. And yes, they can be competitive. Again, as we've said, it's fun watching them win. It's fun when they're entertaining. It's fun when they don't just lay down and give up after being down a goal or two in games. Tortorella has done that. They've played some very good games this thus far this season. They've just fallen short because, again, they don't have those top guns, that high-end talent that they should have when we were supposed to have that aggressive retool in the offseason. So there seems to be a disconnect between the GM and the coach, which I guess is understandable too because Tortorella technically wasn't even hired by Chuck Fletcher. He was hired by the outside firm that the Flyers hired to find a head coach. So the fact that there's a disconnect between how Fletcher sees this team as opposed to Tortorella, at this point I think myself, Dave, and every Flyers fan trust John Tortorella more than Chuck Fletcher because Fletcher, again, somehow still has a job in this organization. I feel like every win at this point that the Flyers have is almost like a stay of execution for Chuck Fletcher where they're going to go on these, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. Who knows? It very well could with this team, but they go on these long losing streaks, and then they win, I don't know, one, two games. And then, sorry, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but as I was saying, the Flyers are going to go on these, and they're not going to certainly go on these streaks, but they're likely to and have a tendency to go on these longer losing streaks where they are just going to, again, they're going to lose, I don't know, five, six, seven, ten games in a row, and then they're going to win one just on the the quote-unquote on the brink of Fletcher, where I feel like Chuck Fletcher has been on the brink ever since, I don't know, he's been hired by this team for, he's been on the, he's been the GM for just over, I think, three, four years now, and I mean, again, look where this team has gone. He has gotten them pretty much nowhere. They've regressed as far as I'm concerned. I think we said that last week, but... Until, again, it's it's as simple as until he's gone, hopefully, again, he doesn't get promoted because you, you just don't want a guy like him in our organization where he just seems to be, I don't want to say toxic, but he's also, he's toxic to this organization. And Tortorella, his coaching staff, and he's, I mean, again, he's putting lipstick on a pig where you're missing Sean Gatterier, you're missing Cam Atkinson, you're, I mean... <laughs> It's it's not good. The roster is nothing really to write home about. You can't even really say, oh, they look good on paper, because they don't look good on paper, and there's times where they don't look good on the ice. So the fact that there's, again, there's, there's a disconnect between the head coach 
and the GM about how this roster looks, where the team can go from here, is just one more concerning thing about this team. And again, you you kind of think, when is it going to be fixed? You ask that you ask yourself that for the the millionth time. So, but. I digress from that point, and we move on just to kind of look at the week ahead here for the Flyers. So, they will end their homestand against the Washington Capitals tomorrow night at the Wells Fargo Center at 7 o'clock. And then their next four games are on the road with a game on Friday night at 10 o'clock against the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. They have a Sunday night matchup against the Arizona Coyotes at 7 o'clock, and then Tuesday night, the 13th. They have a 9 o'clock meeting out in Colorado against the Avalanche once again. And then once again again, they play the New Jersey Devils next Thursday. So, again, I mean, you have three good teams here. Even the Coyotes, are they can surprise people. So there's no easy task when it comes to the Flyers here, and they just kind of have to take things one game at a time. You hope they can build on the momentum of a win like last night because, again, they played a very good team. They played a very good game. I think they had... They had two power play goals for the first time all year, which was great. Oh, and Tippett looked really good. I think he was the most standout player for me last night. Carter Hart was unreal as usual, but the Flyers, again, they just don't have the talent. And sure, they can be competitive, but at one point, do they just kind of, again, they run out of steam. Other teams are going to be making moves here down the line when it gets closer to the trade deadline. And the Flyers, I mean, they could be buyers, they could be sellers, they could be spoilers, they could be anything. So, it's only time will tell at this point. But, again, they won last night. We can take solace in that fact. The Eagles had a very good win on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. I think we have the New York Giants coming up on Sunday. So, go Birds. The Phillies signed Trey Turner, which is awesome. I mean, you can't not love that. So, some good news all around for... Philly Sports. The Union signed someone, I forget his name, Dave and Brenna. I'm sure you'll chastise me for not knowing that because I know you you both are Union fans. The Sixers, I think, won in double overtime last night. I don't really pay attention to the NBA. I'm sorry, but you know what? The Flyers won last night. We can enjoy our night tonight. We can listen to me ramble on here for another few minutes, and then again, we get on with our busy holiday season, and we just enjoy the atmosphere surrounding Christmas time. Thanksgiving, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you may celebrate. So that'll do it for our Flyers coverage this evening, this week. And I will take everyone around the league here for just a few minutes, and then we will wrap it up like a Christmas present. So not really too much here around the league. Again, I was going to lead off with McKinnon leaving the game with an upper body injury. We kind of already touched on that, so I'll kind of move on to our next topic of things here. Uh, on the West Coast, the Northwest Coast, in Seattle, Shane Wright is back in the Seattle Kraken lineup tonight after the number four pick in the 2022 NHL draft was recalled from the American Hockey League. He said, quote, nice to be back here, <laughs> short and sweet. <clears throat> but the 18-year-old center had one assist in Seattle's first seven games this season and was sent to Coachella Valley of the AHL where he scored four goals in five games. Wright said, quote, obviously it was really fun two weeks down in Coachella. I had a lot of fun. There was a great group of guys. I had a lot of success as well, and it's nice to be back in Seattle. Nice to be back with the guys here and just nice to be back on the ice here and hopefully ready to go tomorrow for the game. 
the Seattle Kraken are in action tonight against the Montreal Canadiens at Climate Pledge Arena at 10 o'clock. So, uh, a pretty evenly matched there. I mean, Montreal 12-11-2. I guess I'd give the Seattle Kraken the edge 15-6-3. They've been a good team, which I don't really like because obviously Dave Hatchdall is their coach. But, hey, it's good to see a new franchise flourishing in some way, shape, or form. So, can't blame them for being good. Moving on here, uh, it's almost that time again. After having a rerun of the 2022 World Juniors back in August, but we have the 2023 World Junior Championship fast approaching on December 26th in Moncton, Halifax. The Again, it's scheduled to begin the day after Christmas with four games split between Moncton, New Brunswick, and Halifax, Nova Scotia. The tournament will run until January 5th of 2023. Beginning play will be the United States against Latvia on December 26th, while Canada, who won the World Junior, will face Czechia. Canada defeated Finland 3-2 in overtime in the championship game back at Rogers Place in Edmonton, again back on August 20th, which was a weird time to have a World Juniors, but it was nice to have some hockey in August. No team has won consecutive tournaments since Canada won five straight from 2005 to 2009. Ten teams will play in the World Junior, with the U.S. being in Group B for the preliminary round, along with Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Latvia, with Group A consisting of Canada, Sweden, Czechia, Germany, and Austria at Scotiabank Center in Halifax. Again, not to be political here, but Team Russia remains banned from international play because of its invasion of Ukraine. So... We'll have Christmas and then I believe Boxing Day in Canada. Um, so Boxing Day I think is the Canadian Black Friday, if I'm not mistaken. If there's any Canadian listeners out there, feel free to correct me. But from December 26th all the way to January 5th, we will have some good top-end talent playing in the international stage. I think we'll have Connor Bedard on Team Canada, which will be nice. So, But hey, go USA. USA all the way, as they say, from the Mighty Ducks 2. Um, let's see, where do I want to go next here? <laughs> um, I guess we can... I mean, there's some tough news I don't want to leave on this for the day, for the night, but Jake Voracek could miss the rest of the season with the Blue Jackets after his concussion. It was announced Monday that his chances of playing again this season with the Blue Jackets are, quote, very slim. The forward sustained his concussion November 4th at the 2022 NHL Global Series in Tampere, Finland? I think it's Tampere, Finland, when he was hit below the nose with a high stick from Dryden Hunt of the Colorado Avalanche. He's not played since then. Voracek said, quote, after talking to many people and many doctors, we came to the conclusion that as of right now, I'm not capable of coming back. I won't be coming back anytime soon. Obviously, I'm going to make my best efforts to do that, but it might be a long process as of now, and I don't see myself playing in the near future. Voracek is just kind of one of the laundry list of problems that the Blue Jackets have had, mainly with Zach Rowenski being out for the remainder of the season after a separated shoulder injury against the Flyers just a couple weeks ago or so. So just, I mean, a couple a couple very big blows for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But, hey, you do your best to roll on, and that's what good teams do. But 
I think we can kind of end the night on a positive note here. Thank you for sticking with me for as long as you have. I don't know who's left out there, but thank you for listening again to just me tonight as Dave is sick. Again, Dave, we wish you the best, and we wish a speedy recovery. I'm sure we'll see you back on the airwaves next week, but again, for now, I think I'll wrap it up with some good news. Um, If you didn't recall, I think it was just last week, actually, that Penguins defenseman Chris Letang suffered a stroke and was deemed out indefinitely. But thanks to the power of... Well, I guess I saw it thanks to the power of social media, but thanks to the power of fast healing, I guess is a good way to put it. But Latang did skate with the Penguins today during practice. So, I mean, for a guy to have a stroke and to be back in some sort of action just a week later is amazing. Again, we wish the best to Chris Latang in his recovery process. We hope to see him back on the NHL on an NHL ice in an NHL game sooner than later. He's a great player. He's great for the game, great for the Penguins, obviously. So great to see him back on the ice so soon after such a terrible event. But with that, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, again, Dave's not here. I just keep giving everyone the KISS treatment. Keep it simple, sweetie. So with that, again, I am Matt Master Giovanni. I want to give a shout-out to our guys over at Pot Street Bullies. Give them a follow. Give them a listen on Twitter. Um, And, again, we interact a lot. We love those guys. So give them a follow. And, again, tune in next week to another edition of 5-Minute Major. I'm your host for this evening, Matt Master Giovanni. And in the words of Badger Bob Johnson and my co-host Dave, good night and good hockey.